We've got them outnumbered. Nice. Mixing it up. Good to see you all back joining us in again. We're not keeping track of these. You don't know which one's coming next. And this podcast is to share with those whose children are have outnumbered them. And that could be a mother and father or a blended family, those that have adopted. And I think you get the point from there. And we are sharing our experiences with you all, and we hope that you get some joy and uh, insight and just enjoy overall discussions. So I'm Nakia. And I'm Ruben. And we're outnumbered. The theme song is back. We are living outnumbered. <laughs> get a copyright claim. You keep singing that song. Uh, sorry, that's you know. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right. Even though they're always listening. Hey, and that's an awesome transition into the topic for today, which is they're always listening and watching and watching. So they're always watching. So. Ruben, when we're talking about they're always watching and they're right now, we're talking about the children. Uh, when you hear that, then we say they're always watching. What comes to mind for you? Uh, what comes to mind is how they're always looking at our behavior with one another, even from like the earliest age. That's their kind of view on the world. Like, you know, the child's just born. And everything is foreign to them, but there's these two people, you know, it could be one person. It's the mom, first off, that they've heard their whole life. And they maybe heard that dad's voice, too. So they're kind of drawn to them, and they're always watching you and picking up every single thing you do. Good, bad, and different. They're just always zoomed in on you and learning. So mm-hmm. that's what comes to mind for me. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And I like when while you were talking, what was forming in my head was you're the parents are the closest thing to them that they see every day on a consistent basis. Yep. So they're building those habits based off of you. Yep. You know, and that's almost, when you think about it, it can be scary to hear at first. Cause it's like, man, you make a mistake. They're going to pick that up. And oh, it's well. like, yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> uh, good. You said good, bad, and indifferent, and I really, I really think that that's completely true. It's like you're modeling everything for them, and they get to see it. And even if you make a mistake, it's based off how do you respond from there. Uh-huh. You know, it's not that you don't ever make mistakes, but uh-huh. that they see what it is that you do in those different cases. So that's pretty cool. 
So with that and knowing that they're always watching, right? Yep. From the first child you've had to now the third, is that more prominent now that they're always watching? Yes. It's not just the first to the third. I think it's also, you know, they're getting older. Mm. So they can do more. And you see it kind of come out more of what they've picked up from you. Uh, so, like, I mean, just speaking from the first to the third, you kind of learn along the way. Okay, well, I messed up on that job. Let me go and try the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Let me try again on the second one. Well, that didn't work. Let's try again on the third one, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So by the time you have, you know, you may have more children or not, but they may be different in different ways, and they may react differently because they've seen you react differently, mm. or they get a different personality. You know, there's so many things that go into it, but just from like them watching, I definitely noticed like. Uh, just even the way I react to things of how they pick it up. I've heard, you know, our oldest talk to our uh, middle child, right? I've heard her talk to her in like using the same phrases that we use to talk uh-huh, to her. Uh-huh. And it's very like motherly, but it's also like, is that what I sound like? <laughs> that stern, like, yeah. you need to do this. Yeah. Like, I asked you to do that and she'll repeat it. It's like, oh man. That's what I sound like. That's what we call her Mama Liana. <laughs> she is definitely like the put- third parent in the house. Mm-hmm. And not even just from like the power aspect. Like she's the boss. Oh, yeah. And that that's just her. I don't want to say it's all older. You know, all the oldest children act that way. But mm-hmm. that is her to a T. Oh, yeah. So um, that's something, that, you know, you observe that they pick up. That is, I would say, indifferent because I, you don't want a bossy child. You don't want to have that child that's like can't play with anybody. Right, right. The the Angelica. Angelica, yeah, that's what Angelica. Uh, my joking name for her oldest. I call her Angelica, especially when she's playing with uh, her younger sister and her cousin. She's definitely like the Angelica, and they're like the you know the younger babies. She's <laughs> like, listen here, babies, this is how it works. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So uh, just from the first to the third, I think you kind of learn your lessons on, okay, well, they're always watching me when I do this. And mm-hmm. I think the thing that they pick up on first, at least now, is like your interaction with your phone. I think that's like one of the first things that they learn how to work. Mm-hmm. They learn how to work it. They learn kind of it must be valuable because – we spend a lot of time. It gets with your them. attention. Yep. So they already know how to work it, how to use it. They know there's some power in there. Now, if you didn't use your phone and you were always on like a a laptop or a computer or um, you know, you don't have to be a technology thing. If you're always with it, working on a car or playing on an instrument, it's gonna they're gonna kind of know that that has some power. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's one instance of them always watching. Yeah. Think about. Um, like sports, you mm-hmm. know. Um, like you could probably talk about the girls and gymnastics and yeah, dancing and how they kind of flock to that because they always watch you. Yeah, 
And the more I do it, the more they're intrigued by it. And a lot of friends at first would be like, oh, you're going to, you know, teach them cheerleading and all this other stuff. And Mm -hmm. before it was like, no, I'm not going to force them to do it, you know, if they don't want to. But what I noticed, the more I did it without telling them what I was doing, Mm -hmm. they enjoyed it more. They wanted to learn it more. So even like Zoe, when I practiced doing my handstands, as Zoe's our, our youngest son, when I would practice my handstands every morning, he comes over and basically doing the pyramid down with his hands on the floor and his feet on the floor. And he's yeah. like, okay, I know that this is the start of yeah. getting to that. And it's like, wow. And just that consistency, the frequency of doing it often, Right, that they they automatically pick that up. It's like there's something of value about what it is that they're doing Mm -hmm. because they're spending their time with it. So it must be important, you know. Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. um, That frequency of doing things, I think it it reminds me of um, like me going to just shoot basketball, and then Zoe. Like, oh, okay, I like this. You know, pointing to it. Oh, yeah, give me that ball. And, like, slapping it like he's trying to dribble. Uh, Amara was the same way when I was young, like, when she was younger. Take it to the court, and she would be, like, adapting to it. And then the one thing that I think Zoe picked up more than anything is, like, the PlayStation. Mm. With, like, the controller. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, oh, okay, let me pick up this controller. All right. You got headphones, too? Let me put these on my head. Huh? Mm-hmm. Look, I'm just like you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So they're always watching Good, Bad, and Indifferent. Like, music. Yeah. That's another one. Well, you know, we could play some songs, and especially if it's repetitive, mm-hmm. if there's, like, something to sang over and over again, they're going to pick it up. Like, they're always watching and always listening. They're going to know. So you have to be mindful of kind of, the music, I know that's one thing for me. I love listening to music. And it's like, okay, I got to edit it. Either find the edited version or, you know, change the song or I got to just know that they're going to always be tuned in and they may repeat things that you don't want them to repeat. And it doesn't even have to be necessarily a curse word, but it could be like suggestive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be like a metaphor yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh. And would you say, though, like, having that realization, did you have that in the beginning, or has it progressed over time, just building up that awareness? It, I think it's progressed over time. I think, you know, when they're, like, the youngest, and this is, this is just me because, you know, different parents do different things, but when they're, like, you know, really young, you don't see that. Uh, you don't see it come out that, um, you know, they may store it up, but you don't see it them say it. Right. So then when they get old enough that they can hear it and repeat it. And it starts really early when they start repeating like melodies, you know, like they pick up on a melody of a song. They may not know the words, so they may, mm-hmm. and they come right back with the melody. They just heard it twice and they picked up on it quick. So mm-hmm. right then you're already like, okay, all right, I see you. You know, you got the rhythm, you got the juice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, like, okay, I got it now. And then once you start listening to songs, you may listen to it more. You may already kind of be in tune to it. Um, certain songs, you're like, I like it as an adult, but it ain't for you. Right. And even kids, Bob. Kids, Bob, be kind of wild now. It definitely is. And the the title of this saying that they're always watching, I think it helps us to start watching more, too, because sometimes they're in a passive state of, you know, in the routine of what you've been doing for so long. Yeah. And then not really aware of, oh, wait, how might this impact the children? Yeah. And that goes across the board. And, you you know, if you are um, intentional, wanting to be intentional about the actions, the things that you listen to, the things that you read, the things that you do in general, not to overcomplicate life in general, right? That's not what I'm saying. But just being aware that, hey, this type of exposure, right, can cultivate this type of environment yeah yeah and you know especially with song lyrics it may not be something that they understand so it could be innocent from their standpoint yeah but you just like i don't want you repeating that out no that's like <laughs> music when we growing up baby no more crying i get so excited you know the, yeah, on that song like, but you know uh you're talking about why you talking about about I know, rich? but that is definitely like probably like middle school or something like that, and it's just like then you have those songs, and it was like yeah, and then it was like wait, huh? That man talking about need a creep. Oh my goodness, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. is then it's what do you do about those things, right? Yeah, do you talk yeah. about it you're like hey, yeah, you, you shouldn't be saying that, or do you kind of like? Oh, I just want to play that song again. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a mix of both because it's like you say, hey, you don't do that, but y'all listening to that song all the time. I hear yeah. you playing it all the time. Yeah. So then it becomes like a contradiction type of thing. Actions speak louder than words. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And it's like no matter. That's just the same thing with like discipline. And you keep saying, don't do this, don't do that or other things like that. But if you are not. For instance, like managing your anger or managing, you know, how you go about doing things and you're asking them to go above and beyond you. Yeah. That's that whole do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Thing. And it doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work at all. And they know it. it. They know it at such a young age that they call you on your BS. Yeah. Like, you ain't yeah. going to do nothing. This is what I what brought to my mind was uh, when they're eating. And you give them some food, <laughs> and they look at you like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> so, so. And then it's like, "No, I, I'm gonna eat it." So I'm thankful that you um, are the healthier eater out of us. I'm a, you know, I'll admit I'm a picky eater. Um, so when the children is something for the children to eat, and I'm like, "I wouldn't eat that," and they know that it's like, "Okay, well, if they see me like, if they see me eat it, they know it's cool. If they see." Mommy eat it. They know it's cool. It's safe to eat for the most part. For the most part, sometimes yeah. For the yeah. Most part, yeah. Um, but if you just try to give them straight up baby food out of a can, and they're like, "What do you, what do you want me to do with this?" <laughs> and they don't see you eat it or try to at least enjoy it. Then mm-hmm. nah, they're like, "Nah, you, I'm not participating in yeah, that game. This ain't safe." <laughs> you trying to play me? Yeah, you trying, nah, I, I know what that is. But yeah, they see you go for that. You know, that pizza. 
Mm-hmm. I had pizza last night. Oh, they see you go for that pizza. Like, oh yeah, I want some of that too, though. Mm-hmm. What you eating? So that like that's instead of them always watching. Speaking of food, man, these girls be sneaky. <laughs> so part of them always watching is they see where you put things away. Um, always. It's amazing. Yeah. Like uh, first finding out how intelligent, how creative, yes, resourceful these children are. You got to give it to them. Like, I'm not even mad at you. I'm just blown away at just how brilliant you are. So you want to talk about- Yes, please, please. We have the story. So uh, probably- Two, this is probably over two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think we had just finished eating dinner or something. And I'm guessing, you know, the girls were probably still hungry. They wanted something uh, carb-wise. <laughs> they wanted some more carbs. Uh, so, like, I'm like, Nakia, where are the girls? And she didn't know. Like, man, where are they? So I go downstairs. And they're not in the kitchen. But I hear like, like little noises. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I try to find them, and I go. We have a bathroom downstairs, and I go in the bathroom, and there's a bathtub, and I hear like little rustling in the bathroom, and then I kind of walk closer, and I see like, like some movement behind the shower curtain, and then so I walk in the bathroom, the lights are off, and I open the shower curtain, <laughs> and it's two girls. Eating bread <laughs> in the tub. And one's butt naked. One's butt naked <laughs> in the tub. There's no water, but they're just sitting in the tub in the bathroom. Eating bread. Eating two pieces of bread. <laughs> and I catch them and they jump and they're scared and they, they squiggle to one side of the tub. Oh my goodness. And But they don't stop eating the bread. <laughs> they stand there and just look at me like, hey, what's up, daddy? Oh, so man. that's one instance of them always watching. And uh, Nakia, you remember that one night came downstairs and they are both passed out on the couch? Yes, passed out on the couch eating daddy's sherbet. 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 Some sherbet. I recently learned, and I told Nakia, well, Nakia said she already knew this, that there's only one R in sher- sherbet. Sherbet. I can't say it. Sherbet. Okay. Well, there's only one R in it. But yeah, the, I had some in the fridge because I think that was when your mom was here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'd gotten some and I put it down there and they saw it. And so in the middle of the night, these two little beautiful daughters of ours uh, snuck downstairs. I don't even know if they snuck. We were just sleep. They came yeah. downstairs, got two spoons. Got the sherbet, which was pretty much brand new. I think it was only like a scoop out of the top. Sat on this couch. Probably they, they turned on the TV. Yeah. And they stayed up and they ate ice cream. So we wake up in the morning. They are asleep on the couch. Half of the sherbet is gone out of this tub. It's, you know, it's one of the, what's that, like a pint? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a pint. A pint. So like half this pint is gone. There are two spoons in it. And it's melted. Are, it's melted and they're passed, passed out, out on, the, on couch. the couch. They are always on it. Like oh, and, but I love that they work together. Like they're not fighting to do it. Yeah. They are I don't want to say partners in crime because I don't want to do that negative connotation, but they are like they're gonna do it together. They they're focused. They are very disciplined. Yeah. 
Like, we're going to make this happen. They close the, you know, the freezer. Uh, we There's another instance, and I'll get to that in a second. And that's why I say you just got to give it to them. Their minds, like, they went, they did that, they accomplished it together. They were like, sis, we did this. Yeah. And then they were like, this is the life. Then they went to sleep. It just passed out. And I was like, I couldn't even be mad at them because it was like, y'all saw something that you wanted. You went out. You got it. Y'all did it. You didn't need us to get up to get you bowls or other things like that. Y'all got spoons. You were very resourceful. (laughs) And I was just like, this is amazing. Like, it is what it is. I remember sharing it with uh, the family. And I remember my dad saying, did you check to make sure the car was still in the garage? <laughs> like that's yeah, that's the, this is us working through. Look, we're we're getting there. We're gonna work through it, but and it's I think it's directing them and giving them more opportunities to be independent too. Yes, this is why. Like for instance, there's something that we used to get for leave from Trader Joe's. Lee would call them cookie crackers. Oh, it is just yeah. the peanut butter, peanut butter crackers, right? Yeah. The little small uh, crackers like with peanut butter, like yeah, Ritz, yeah. small ones. And um, they would be all the way at the top of the cabinet, which would mean for a child, one, they would have to get on the countertop, and two, from the countertop, reach all the way up to the top to get the crackers out. This girl, uh, they have gotten a chair. Put the chair, and we didn't see this, but we know this had to happen because when I came downstairs, there was no chair, no cabinets open, and the crackers were back in the in the cabinet. But they had gotten the crackers out, had to push a chair to the countertop, get to the countertop, take the box down, get out the crackers they wanted, put the cracker box back. Close the cabinet, get down, bring the chair back, and put the chair back at the table so they could enjoy their snack. <laughs> now, you tell me just the, the mastery in that. This is why we say our children will not starve. No, they won't. They, are, they will take care of each other. They know how to find food. Yes. And yeah. make stuff. Oh, yeah. They... Mm. Yes, they're always watching in the kitchen, right? They're watching us make food. Oh, yes. So that's good because they learn those skills early, or at least they see the value in cooking your own meals and knowing how to um, chop up certain ingredients and what goes into a meal. So that's awesome they know to do that because they want to help. They want to make, or girls want to make smoothies. Like Lee is like, I got the blender right here. She makes a smoothie. I got these ingredients. Now, the flip side of that is they do be out here just kind of wasting ingredients sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So, but we show them the, give them the space. It's like art supplies, right? Yep. Get a little enough. Get a little enough. Get enough. Get enough. That was my rap name. Get, see, <laughs> get a little enough. Sake. Um, but get enough to where they can explore. And for those of you that have not worked with children in the kitchen, I just say, please be patient. 
It takes time. It takes time and dedication to make sure that you're not killing dreams while you're in the kitchen. There's going to be messes. And that's something that I've learned since the beginning. Like, it's not going to be perfect. And shout out to my sister, Jazz. Uh, I did this to her a couple of times when she was learning how to cook. I'm like, you're not doing it right. You push it on the stove. Yeah. See, you're not doing it right. (laughs) And just how much that could stop somebody from wanting to learn if every single thing that they do is no is no and it's wrong again that comes into you know always watching this like i'm not gonna do this with you because i'm just not so for the children really making it fun and then those times where hey i would like you to be able to use this right now but we have a limited amount of resources so let's make sure that we use the best of it and sometimes okay we'll get a little bit more and you can explore and that was like when we had all three of the girls and gave them all flour the ingredients that they needed uh and spelt flour for all of those some good alkalines flour there and allowed them to make their own pancakes and gave them ingredients some turned out like straight tar with a whole bunch of peanut butter (laughs) but they created their own things and then you give them tips like what would you do to make it better yeah or what would you need to add for it to hold together better right and those different things and um i wouldn't add as much salt and so that it then shifts the goal of them making pancakes to being creative and asking questions, which I think goes across the board, not just for a particular thing. Mm-hmm. And so with the, again, the title of They're Always Watching is how we can model behavior, but also create environments where they get to ask questions and learn more about themselves. So it's exciting to see in that, we're making those changes and those adjustments and we can see directly how it's impacting them. Yeah. So they are always watching like little beady eyes in the dark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, there are, and their recorders are always on. I like that. Yeah. All right. Just now, like they are zoomed in, tapped in, tuned in. And ready to go and eat your food they're ready to eat your food (laughs) ready to eat your food ready to play your music ready to you know just take everything that they've learned and put it into practice yep know that they're always watching all right all right i like it all right y'all have a good one yep peace later later